Good morning. This is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded and IoT franchises. I'm here for this week's five minutes with discussion. This week, I'm speaking to Peter Thorne, who is the director, who is the director of industry analyst firm Kambashi. Good morning, Peter. Hi, Rich. Great to have a chance to talk to you. Same here. Before we get going, just give me the uh, real short version of Kambashi so we know where you're coming from. Okay, so Kambashi is an industry analyst firm, so we're the people sitting in the grandstand with the technology vendors and the technology users out on the field of play. And our job is to watch the game, I suppose, and then report on the game. And uh, we do a lot of uh, statistics, so market statistics. Um, and occasionally, of course, the people out on the field of play are kind enough to invite us down to have a chat about um, where the goals are, what's changing, what are the good ways of playing the, the the best ways of playing the game? Okay. Well, as a sports guy myself, I like your analogy. Um, oh, good. So I've seen something lately where you were talking about connected devices and, and digital twins, and there was a whole long discussion about that. Um, before I ask you about that discussion, what is a digital twin? What do you mean by that? It's a, that's a really good question um, because. We found talking to the IoT technology vendors and the um, uh, and practitioners, we found connected devices is a really easy concept to get hold of. You know, it's a device. You can see it, you can touch it, um, and if it's got a cable plugged into it that plugs into the internet, it's a connected device or indeed a Wi-Fi um, connection. And everyone, you you know, takes you 10 seconds to to agree about what that is. Digital twin is nowhere near as easy. Um, okay. Everyone thinks it's a great concept, but what is it? Ooh. So, I, I, yeah, what is it? <laughs> okay, I'll, I, I, it, it, what we have found is that actually you have to go through a back-to-basics conversation. So you have to imagine our situation. You know, we, we're, we're dealing with situations where there may be a, a, a technology vendor involved, um, and, and what they are thinking about is how to keep a project going. You know, and that means the technical people have to be there, but so do the line of business people. So you have to have some of the simple conversations, and this back-to-basics thing seems to keep the line of business people involved as well as the technology um, uh, people. And, and step one is to point out that traditional business applications are in fact blind to the real world. They hold a data representation, probably a database. Um, you know, what would be a good example? Inventory management. Uh, you do a manual stock check, you enter the data, you add or subtract deliveries in and out. Next month, you do it all again. The database is a model. It's not connected to the real world other than by the monthly um, stock check, you know, when the data is entered and updated and calibrated uh, 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 doing that. Um, but that can be a really good thing because it means you can handle what-if questions using that uh, database. So, you know, that your what-if might be what's the difference between first-in, first-out, and first-in, last-out in, in inventory management. So, you know, absolutely nothing new there. You're just setting the scene. Step two is to throw in an unanswered question. And you just say to, you know, the people involved, is this a digital twin? Now, 
the thing about that is that it makes people start talking about the concept and everyone, you know, you get all sorts of different views, but everyone agrees that a key strength of the virtual world, and you, you know, which is where the digital twin is, a key strength is the ability to try things out without, um, you know, real physical um, models, like that inventory management example uh, you, you, I gave. Um, and step three is the thing that keeps everybody together. You know, the line of business guys, specialist comms guys, the IoT new business concept guys. Um, and you just have to say, uh, you have to point out that, you know, the, the purpose of IoT is to bridge a gap. And that's the gap between the real world and the virtual world. So nothing new there again, but it just helps people think. So what is going on here? And that's when you, you can see that, you know, the connected device is, and its cable or its Wi-Fi connection, is building that bridge in a device in from the device towards the computer system. And you can kind of put in the idea, a digital twin is part of the software that builds the bridge in the other direction from the computer system to the real world. So you end up, you know, with these two concepts, connected device, digital twin, and they're kind of getting at the same thing. They're helping build this bridge, but from opposite uh, uh, directions. And then step four is actually, I think you have to downplay the word twin a little bit. And the reason is that, you know, twin sort of has connotations, doesn't it? So some people interpret it to mean that you've got to have an exact real-time, high fidelity, you know, geometric representation, performance representation, and, and, and so on, to be a digital twin. And, you know, I don't want to say that's not the case. It, it could be what you want. But I think this is part of the world which is very dependent on the specific environment and the specific um, uh, 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 applications you're thinking of. So this is the point where I tend to encourage the idea that the twin is the thing that lets you integrate relevant real world data with your application system. So you can see this is a pretty simple view of IoT. But the great thing is that reminding people of traditional what-if capabilities can help them think about how their existing systems fit into whatever their IoT uh, uh, project might be. Um, and, and, you know, a discussion about what-if uh, can grow. Uh, it, and it can grow, and it generally grows in the direction of simulation and um, control. And then, in the, you know, people who are really into their IoT uh, project thinking, it grows to fleet management and, 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 and so on. Um, and you don't get sidetracked by, you know, well, what is the digital twin? Because if you've positioned it as just a linking component in, in, in the software, and it sort of pushes you in the right direction, which is to realize that the value of this whole thing comes from connected applications. Okay. And so that's that about really, it, I guess. That really puts into perspective where we are right now. So let's, uh, we're almost out of time here, but um, what does this mean for the future of this technology? Well, I think the future is to, to 
if you, if you think of digital twin as this kind of linking component, then I think it can open up um, you, you know, the world of, of bringing together existing systems and new IoT capabilities. Because you can move on. You introduce big data analytics, you know, predictive maintenance. I mentioned um, fleet management. And if, if they're not getting, if they're, if they're not puzzled by this digital twin idea, it's just one of the components of the bridge, um, then all the stakeholders are still involved in the, in the conversation. And that's really crucial, you know, because as you know, if you haven't got the uh, line of business team involved, chances are your project's going to run out of budget sooner, sooner rather than, than later. So, you know, I think keep it simple, keep the team together, keep the team all believing that they can make a contribution to what the project should do. How much of that is, I'll use the word fantasy, but that's not really what I mean. I can't think of the right word, but how much of that is reality versus... Uh, somewhat of fantasy. Um, it, it's hard to say. I mean, I've seen that uh, this approach work. Um, I've seen uh, IoT projects kind of die in there, not die, it, 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 stop for a pause at the pilot phase when they've got the first proof, the first demonstrations available because the technical team has lost the support of uh, line of business. Um, and it's not that they've support it's just that they've it, the live business people have drifted away and thought this isn't for us don't understand what's going on we'll come back um w when the tech team can explain it to us um so i it, it may be fantasy you know because i may be looking at a dynamic there that is is um you know only part of of, of the story um but but from my point of view it absolutely is part of the story in um allowing well, the technology vendors as well, uh, as well as, as the users, um, you get the right people involved to guide their projects in the right direction. Okay. Uh, that's really good stuff. And unfortunately, we've used up our time, so we're going to have to cut it off here. But I'm sure people can contact you for more information. And that was Peter Thorne. He is a director for industry analyst firm Kambashi. And I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. Have a great day, Peter. Thank you very much. Thank you. Very much. Thank you.